Hello, and welcome to another episode of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. <laughs> oh, spelled, spelled W-E-I-G-H-T. Yes, which is funny. It is a visual joke. Uh, and, and for all of you NPR nerds out there, you'll understand yeah. the reference. Double entendre. Yeah. This is a French show now. Hi! What's an entendre? I'm not going to tell you. I don't even have a single entendre. You got a D in French, so I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> okay, so uh, welcome to We Only Look Thin. My name is Katherine Weigel. And my name is Donald Weigel. And both of us only look thin. My name is Mr. Katherine Weigel. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, today we are going to talk about ourselves, our favorite subjects um and the the weight that we are and were yeah the weight we were see that's another (laughs) we were actually we came up with a lot of different names for our podcast before we settled on we only look thin uh and the weight we were is a very timely reference yes Uh, we only look thin by the way yeah um you have to say look thin look thin so i forget uh uh donald how how was your week or are you asking me how my week was (laughs) This is falling apart, people. I'm asking you how your week was. Oh, oh what a surprise. <laughs> um, my... So, love of my life, how was your week? Oh, gosh. Well, um, it was a mixed bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> that doesn't sound good. No. Uh, we are actually two weeks in to uh, a support group that we're doing uh, of a, a 30-day challenge that we put together on Facebook, which has been really fun and really engaging. And it's been a great way to uh, pull some people together from different parts of our lives and listeners uh, to support people in the weight loss journey. And uh, it's very interesting to have a weight loss support group when you're some days you feel like you're eye of the tiger and totally on track. And then other days you're a total dumpster fire of bad choices, which is what happened this week. Um, So I uh, I had a couple of really great days where I totally tracked and was on point, and then a couple of days where I just made really bad choices. Uh, and I think so. The- are you trying to tell me that even after losing a hundred pounds, over a hundred pounds, you don't have all the answers? I hadn't thought of that, but yes, <laughs> it's true. Um, well, I think it makes me human. I think yeah. it, it makes me appear more like a real person <laughs> instead of an internet. Appear like one. Appear like an actual person. Yeah. I give the impression of being someone with feelings and with insights, and mostly I just feel donuts and bagels. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, this is a constant battle, and I know that there are some uh, people who get to their goal and progress forward as actual thin people. But I am just acting as one on television because I still make bad choices. And I think the the good thing now is that I'm more self-aware and I can self-correct pretty quickly. Um, I know a bad day doesn't mean the end of the world. Uh, and so I'm making better choices today. And um, I'm also being more mindful of my triggers. Um, because if I start the day with sweets, I want them all day. So yeah. I just had some shrimp for breakfast. <laughs> shrimp for breakfast. It's a it's a thing. It's I a just thing? did it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's been a it's been a mixed bag, but uh, I can let go of yesterday and move forward. Fresh day today. It's fresh. Well, good. Yeah. What about you, Donald? Um. Well, I had a uh, I had a weird week. I. 
I'm working on a new television show, um, and we were shooting a lot of night work this week, and so I didn't go to work until noon, any or any earlier than noon any day this week, and ended up being there till after midnight uh, every day. And my entire life's weight loss plan is basically... Um, it revolves around being in bed and pretty much asleep by 10 p.m. And I am somebody who loses his willpower. I don't know why I'm talking about myself in the third person all of a sudden. I lose my willpower um, at the later in the day that it goes. I wake up and I'm pretty rock solid. And I'm I as the day progressively goes on, I hit 7 p.m. And I start to, to lose that willpower. So I've basically designed my plan for myself to allow myself to, I eat healthy foods, I eat filling, you know, uh, nutritious foods during the early part of the day. And then after seven, I, I tend to indulge in junk food. Um, I leave myself some calories for that. Well, being up till after midnight, I, you know, lost my willpower. I'm sort of, you like to make the gremlins reference all I the do. time. But it's almost like at a certain point, 11, 12, 11 p.m., 12 a.m., I turn into this, like, ravenous gremlin feral individual. Snack, snack, snack enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, snack enthusiast. And I did not do well on uh, Tuesday night for sure. And there are these, at work, there are these giant bags of, like, Hershey's minis um, that are just, were just calling my name, and uh, I... It just uh, goes delirious after midnight. Donald! I know, it's it's like I'm somebody else, and I, I managed to, uh, so based on that, I tried to rearrange my plan and eat some more filling. I had a giant split pea soup from Trader Joe's, which is delicious, by the way. <laughs> Um, That's right, people. The podcast that talks to you about split pea about soup. Split pea soup. <laughs> yes. After 10 p.m. And uh, I did much better on uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, and I had, I considered it a real victory um, that I had managed to stay pretty close to my 2,000 calories, even, even being awake from, you know, I couldn't sleep very late, even being awake from about 8 a.m. till after midnight every day. And uh, I got on the scale yesterday, and I was up two pounds. Yay! <laughs> Insert. We need to get uh, some sound effects in here, like laser beams or clapping yeah. or and something. And this was, this was after hitting 20,000 steps all five days and, uh, you know, having a bad day Tuesday night. Monday was the holiday. Um, and anyway, was President's Day. You probably won't hear this for a few weeks after, but thrilling podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and you know, there's still this part of me, this urge after all this time, you know, after working pretty hard and feeling like I had had been victorious, getting on the scale and seeing two pounds up, and just wanting to throw the whole thing out the window, like, well, it's over. So this is our last episode. <laughs> we are we are failures. Uh, we are frauds. I'm I'm a fraud. I don't know about you, but I'm definitely fraudulent. Uh, and uh, so yeah. So but in the past, I think I gave up thirty times from gaining two pounds. Yeah, and then for sure. Found myself up a hundred pounds. Yeah, it was like you know, I do I do something for six weeks, and then suddenly I'd have a bad week and be up a couple pounds and be like, well, guess it's over. I might as well just 
just eat myself to death. Yeah, so we did that for many, many years, and now we're middle-aged people uh, who know a little bit better and are a little bit more patient, and today we're going to inspire you to be a little more patient. And, you know, to point out that getting on the scale one time is just a data point, and it's it's easy to it's easy for me to say that um but you need to collect that data and you need to be aware of what's going on um but you also need to be aware that it's just one time on the scale and that you've got the rest of your life to do this and it it is the rest of your life it's not about a diet that's going to quickly fix anything um it's about making a plan and sticking to it uh forever and you know, knowing that there's no finish line and that you've got to work these things into your life and you've got to do them, uh, you've got to keep doing them because you have the rest of your life and you want to be a certain weight for that rest of your life. Well, and a lot of times I will think to myself, and I think I've said this before, it's like, um, you know, the the title of your autobiography is not the day Donald was up on the scale two pounds and gave up weight loss forever and gained back a hundred <laughs> pounds despite the two pounds that he gained. I'm just going to show those two pounds. Who's the boss of these pounds? Um, Mostly because that title would not fit on the cover again, of the book. Again, I like very, very small, long titles. Very small font. So um, we are going to talk a little bit more about the the scale, why you should use it, what it tells us, and that it is uh, not a perfect measurement of progress and that there are many other ways to uh, to get data. But if you don't, you know, t- to kind of start off, if you don't collect data, there you don't have any way to measure your progress. And one really big way uh, to to determine uh, your progress, you know, whether you're at work or uh, at home, is to to measure your progress with data. And data includes weighing yourself. So let's say, for example, you're at work and you don't have any metrics. There's no, you need to make 10 calls a day. You need to bring in this much money. At the end of the day, you go, well, I don't know. I did good stuff, but I don't know really what I did. And if you're eating food and not measuring what you're eating, if you're trying to lose weight, but you're not getting on the scale, or you're avoiding the scale because you don't want to see the truth of it, the truth is still there. And I know I avoided the scale for years, thinking magically it would just make the truth of my weight go away. Turns out, not so much. Yeah, and um, it's important to, to, even if the scale is discouraging to you you've got to check in with it every so often and or or something you've got to measure your yourself you've got to do something to to make sure that what you're doing is working and that you're progressing um your father my father not yes, not the people of not the, the audience listening but yes your father sent me an article recently from there's a technology writer that we both really like not me um yeah <laughs> And he sent me an article about him uh, him losing weight, and he, the article was focused on how he he was doing a very low-carb diet for over a year, and he knew he had lost weight and um, because he, he had to buy new clothes, and he he was refusing to get on the scale for a year, and when he 
I'm not even sure this was actually the point of the article, but my takeaway from it was he, after a year, he got on the scale and, and figured out he had lost 30 pounds, and he was kind of crestfallen because he thought he had lost at least 50 pounds um, from it. And I think that, you know, the reality is that you tell yourself these things and you can tell yourself, oh, um, if I don't get on the scale, then I don't have to face the truth. Or if I don't get on the scale, then it'll be a nice surprise. But I, I think, unfortunately, it's something that you have to do to check in to make sure that what you're doing is actually working the way you think it is. Well, and I spent so many years avoiding the scale. You know, there was a point at which I didn't even have one because I didn't want to know. And I kept doing the thing of like, oh, my jeans must have shrunk in the wash, which is why I'm up five pant sizes. Like, and avoiding it and pretending it's not there doesn't help. And I know that there's a fine balance between being obsessed with the scale and hiding from the scale. So finding a balance there has made a really big difference to me. Um, there was a point at Weight Watchers where, uh, you know, I would go in for my weekly weigh-in. And it was almost like I was expecting to be, like, weighing in for, a, like, a, a, a prize fight thing. <laughs> like, I would starve myself the day before and undereat so that I would weigh in well at Weight Watchers. And I would be, you know, down a couple of pounds and excited. And then right after the meeting, I would go and eat a lot of food as my reward to make up from starving myself the day before. And the cycle would repeat and repeat. And it would be fine for a while, uh, you know, with the starving and then the gorging. And then usually about six weeks in, I would be up on the scale four or five pounds just once. And I would be so incredulous. I had been perfect. I was doing everything right, quote unquote. And I was still up on the scale. And so I felt betrayed by my habits. I felt betrayed by the plan. And so I would give up. And as revenge, I would gain 20 pounds to show those five pounds who was the boss of my weight. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but... You showed them. But... This last time, I knew that about five or six weeks in, I would probably be up on the scale. And that is exactly what happened. So in January of 2016, I started counting calories. I was seeing maybe a one or two pound drop on the scale each week. And then about six weeks in, I was up on the scale four pounds. And my, you know, it was like all my resolve disappeared. I was angry. I was frustrated. Why should I even bother? And, um... Then I realized I needed to push past that because what is worse, being up on the scale four pounds or quitting again and finding myself at 300 pounds, which happened before. So I had to push past it. And guess what? The scale dropped. Yeah. And I think that the, you know, the idea that, that there's this, you know, finite point in time that you have to worry about is something that really changed my life is to get rid of that notion and realize, you know, I'm not on a diet. Like I'm on my life. Like I am, it's not about being up, you know, two pounds this week. Um, it's not about that. It's about the fact that I have to live my life and these things are going to happen and I'm going to keep getting these jobs where I'm, I'm working late and I've got to figure it out and I've got to make it work and I can't just throw it all out because of one week. 
Now, if I know in the past you had said that you had lost weight at a certain calorie point, and then when you found that you stopped losing weight after, what was it, like two or three weeks? Yeah, if I went three weeks in a row without losing anything, I, I changed something. Um, if, if I had been really solid on the plan. Right, so if I'm you know up on the scale four pounds one week, and then the next week I'm up on the scale four pounds, I'm starting to see an actual pattern. A data point doesn't give you a pattern. A, one day is not... Um, or foreboding of the rest of your life. And I think for me, I had to get past that point of being disappointed. If, if I, if I look at my Fitbit, which I, you know, over the last two years, I weighed myself weekly, most, uh, most months. Um, I gained weight in the last two years, probably 20 to 25 times and, you know, it looks like a topographical map of the Rockies. It's not <laughs> like it is it is definitely a trend over time going down, but it is not, you know, a uh, a water slide down to my, my final goal weight. It is uh, it is very jagged. And even now at down around my goal weight, you know, I was up on the scale uh, I wait, I'm weighing myself daily right now, uh, just after the new year, just trying to get my, my head back in the game. But, uh, because of, you know, my time of the month and how much water I'm drinking and how much sleep I'm getting and how many carbs I have, um, on Monday, I was at a, a weight that I was very happy with. And by Friday I was up on the scale six pounds. Now one pound of actual fat is represented by 3,500 calories. That's 3,500 additional calories, like on top of what you're burning. Above what you're burning. So when Donald was up on the scale two pounds and came in looking like Charlie Brown, (laughs) uh, when Lucy pulled the football away, uh, he he was upset. And it's not to say that we're like, oh, we're up on the scale, awesome data point, like high five. It's like, it's still crushing because you're like, God damn, I, you know, I worked really hard. And then you have to sort of reassess and go, okay, one pound of actual weight gain is represented by overeating 3,500 calories. So if you're up two pounds on the scale, does that mean you ate 7,000 extra calories this week? What is your answer, Donald? Yeah, no, I definitely did not go that far over. Even on even on Tuesday night when I went a little crazy with Hershey's minis, it couldn't have been more than 500 calories over. Right, so there's water retention, there's sleep, there's, uh, you know carb retention. There's there's so many different ways to be up and down on the scale. And following that pattern over time really helps me understand the fluctuation. So I know at a certain time of the month, I'm going to be up on the scale. It's represented by the scale. It's represented by how tight my clothes are. And whether you get on the scale or not, having articles of clothing that you can wear as kind of your benchmark. How tight is your belt or what notch are you on? Even if you don't wear a belt every day, put it on once a week to see what notch you're on. And we've made it a point of getting rid of our larger sized clothes um, because we don't ever want to give ourselves the opportunity to go back into that. And having them around as a, as a, um, a crutch, you know, is just unacceptable. Well, and that's what I used to do. I had anywhere from a size 18 to a 24 in my closet to accommodate for those times where my clothes shrank in the washing machine. (laughs) Um, And I made a conscious effort this time to get rid of clothes, one that were too small, 
Um, you know, when I was 250 pounds, I had clothes that were a size, you know, 16. And I got rid of them because I didn't want to wear them as, a, you know, an anchor or, a, you know, chains around my neck of disappointment going like, look at you, you're a failure and you can't fit into the clothes that you had. Um, but then also just getting rid of the larger sizes so that you're not tempted. You know, after the holidays, I was up a few pounds and, you know, I've said this before, but I was like, if I can't fit into these pants, I am going to have to wear like tinfoil clothing because I am not giving in to that, oh, it's just a couple of pounds. It's just a couple of pounds because that's how I find myself back up on the scale, 20 pounds and surprised that, you know, I'm back in my size 24 jeans. Yeah. And I've made it a habit to, uh, to purge. Like as soon as I feel like something's too big on me, I, I've made a habit of purging. I know that's a champagne problem to have, but it's it's important to me mentally to not have that fallback plan of, oh, well, I've got these larger clothes if I gain the weight again. And I, you know, right now I am wearing the smallest size that I have worn as an adult. I was probably 10 years old the last time I fit into the clothes that I'm wearing right now. Um, and like I was up on the scale a few pounds and my pants were tight and I was like, well, this is it. Like this is my life in tight pants. Cause I am not giving in to those bad habits that allow me to get farther and farther from my goal. And for, for our listeners out there, you know, the scale can be, um, a great measurement. It can also cause a lot of anxiety if there is a lot of fluctuation, but I think it helps keep me honest. And whether you weigh, weekly, monthly, daily, the the more you can see it as a single feature of your weight loss, I think the better you are at seeing it as a lifestyle and not just about the number on the scale. I think you have to know yourself too and your, your mental um, attitude towards all of this as opposed to your physical attitude towards all of it. Um, I... I make myself weigh my make myself weigh myself every week uh every saturday morning i weigh myself whether i want to or not um but i don't do it more than that um because i don't like to be discouraged by the sort of vagaries of the day um i don't like to do it multiple times a day i don't like to do it multiple times a week um but i know sometimes you do um to keep yourself a little more honest i do when i am feeling like i'm overindulging in food, which I had this week, getting on the scale and seeing that immediate response. And I know, you know, I didn't eat, uh, whatever, 3,500 calories times, you know, seven. We're not maths majors. We're not maths. We're not. There's, there's no there's device no that can mind. calculate that. No, there's no calculator it's, feature. It's not something that's going to happen no, in don't, our lives. Don't even tweet us about it. Everybody's if, tweeting us numbers. We don't need them. Yeah, we don't need them. No. Um, but it, it keeps me grounded. And then, you know, but, but looking at the larger picture, like Donald said, you know, he was up on the scale two pounds. He's walking 20,000 steps a day. Like the him of three years ago would have been looking for a rascal to ride around in. So he didn't have to walk to the kitchen at work. And now he's, you know, his, his, uh, you know, his goal is to walk everywhere as much as possible. Yeah, and park in the farthest away parking spot and all that good stuff. We did that a few times yesterday, parked in very yeah, far away parking we spots. Did. <laughs> and and our threshold for, you know, indulging, like yesterday I was like, oh my gosh, I've had so much so far this morning. And I was like, oh wait, I had an apple and a banana and a hard-boiled egg. And here I was going like, oh, I'm 
I've eaten so much today, like... Which I think is why it's important also to, when we're talking about the data of the scale, is to keep the data of what you're eating and to track everything you're eating. I, I hear so many people that say, you know, I feel like I'm doing everything right and I'm just not losing or I'm still gaining. And there there's a reason that that that's happening. And it's usually because you're fooling yourself into thinking you're not eating as much as you are. Well, and there is a, you know, confirmation bias. We want to believe that we're making the right choices. I did everything right this week. Well, you know, I did go out for breakfast and lunch, and oh, I didn't actually hit my step goal at all this week. And I haven't had, you know, you know, anything but carbs for five days. Like, if you have to go back and guess at what you did, it's a lot harder to look forward to see what went right and what went wrong. So I know that I didn't hit all of my metrics this week. I was over on my calories a few days. I didn't get in my step goal. And if I hadn't kept that data, I wouldn't know. Um, so the scale is a great tool. And if, you know, this... That, that email that my dad sent you with the article from the guy, you know, you can't be mad about data you didn't collect. Like, he was mad he was down 30 pounds, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners would go, oh my gosh, I'd love to be down 30 pounds. But if in the end you're angry about it, and you didn't collect the data as you went, you can't be angry that you didn't lose more. If you don't know how much money is in your bank account, and then you look and go, what happened? It's like, well, if you're not measuring that, you're not going to get the result that you want. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, it's important to, to keep yourself grounded in the data and, and not just, you know, not just float along and think you're doing the right things, at least as far as I'm concerned, it is. Um, you know, like we've said, we don't have all the answers, but, but we know what worked for us and what works for me is, is strictly counting everything and, and not fooling myself. I've said this before, but you know, I, I would just kind of like put some mayonnaise on something and be like, oh, that's a tablespoon. And, you know, found out later when I actually started forcing myself to, to measure these things that I was putting maybe three or four tablespoons on. Well, and the the article that you mentioned that my dad sent, um, you know, the guy had a very specific metric on carbs. Yeah, he was eating like between 30 and 50 net carbs a day. And, you know, I don't want to, anybody who, if that's your thing and you could do that for the rest of your life, then that's great. But I don't, um, I couldn't eat like that forever. Um, You know, I, I have found that what works for me is is asking myself, can I do this for the rest of my life? And um, the you know whether the science of eating thirty to fifty net carbs is right or not, it's you got to ask yourself mentally, can I do this forever? Because as soon as you stop doing it, you gain the weight back. Well, and we we also have you know encountered people, and and this is something that I've had to get really honest about in the last two years. Any diet is can be successful. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, you know, I did Atkins for a year and lost 100 pounds, and I was successful, except for the fact that I gained back the weight. So it was not successful. Um, and what I'm doing right now is sustainable, and I am not going to sustainably count my carbs for the rest of my life. That is not something I am comfortable with. If that works for you, that is awesome. But 
you know, I know so many people who go on crash diets who like, oh, you know, it's, I'll just get off this 30 pounds and then I can coast again until I gain back the 30 pounds and then I'll do the diet again and I know it'll work and it'll get me off, you know, 30 pounds. I don't want to friggin' lose weight again. Like, I don't want to do it. I would rather be mindful, be aware, and correct myself within a margin because I know I'm going to fluctuate five to eight pounds a month. Um, and that's okay. And I know that if I get to a certain weight, you know, I've got to really dial it back because I'm making too many exceptions. So my, my threshold for change is a lot less. If my pants don't fit, I'm not buying bigger pants. Yeah. And this is it. Like these are the clothes for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Which is also very, <laughs> which is a, weird to think. Cause I, I used to have so many sizes in my closet. I do still have my size 24 jeans that I put on every once in a while just to marvel at the difference because it's, I still sometimes feel like if I'm up like I was up two or three pounds, you know, I was looking for clothes the other day and I was like, Oh, I'm up two pounds. Like, guess I'm an XL again. And uh, no, it was just two pounds and I'm still the same size that I was. So my, my and, body, and you know, you'll get those pounds back off. Yeah. So in, in, in terms of a takeaway for, uh, for the scale, measure something you can get a tape measure to measure your waist or a piece of string if you can't afford a tape measure or if you don't want to pay attention to the number because i know numbers can get overwhelming at times for people if you take a piece of string put it around your waist and put a little pen mark on it to see where the string is around your waist and then every week go back and see are you smaller or larger use that as a as a benchmark get on the scale uh, get an actual tape measure, have a pair of pants that, you know, you fit into right now, try them on every week to make sure that you still fit into them. Yeah, you, you've got to know that what you're doing is working. And you also have to be able to face the music when you know you're not doing what you should. Yeah. Uh, so that is our wait, wait, wait episode. Wait, wait. Can we say wait, wait? Don't tell me if we spell it with a W-E-I-G-H-T. <laughs> We're going to be sued by NPR, but they're uh, not getting much funding these days, so I think we'll be good. We'll oh, be all right. Yeah, but I think we'll be fine. <laughs> so, uh, so what do you do? What do you measure? Uh, are you okay with the scale? Do you see it as, you know, a, uh, a jagged constellation, or do you expect it to just be... Uh, just a, a flat line down. Because... Yeah, we'd love to hear what works for you and what doesn't in terms of getting on the scale, not getting on the scale, how you measure, how you uh, how you keep track of how you're doing. And uh, I love hearing new ideas. I'm I'm definitely still. Uh, I think we both are still open minded about about um, different ways of doing this. Yeah, and uh, I just know that I need to keep being honest keeping myself accountable to my choices and watching for those moments where I um, don't want to get on the scale. I see that as a warning. I don't want to try on the pants. I don't want to, you know, when, when, when I start avoiding things, that's when things go south. So we don't want things to go south for you people. We want them to be north. 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 We definitely want to keep going forward and upward and not, not that we have any problems with the South. No, no. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, thank you for listening. Please rate and review us. Uh, share with everybody you know. You can find us on Facebook. Um, we only look thin. Uh, we only look thin dot com. Uh, we have a Twitter account at We Only Look Thin. Um, Instagram. Uh, Catherine does a wonderful job posting I do. things. I'm wonderful on, and wonderful. inspiring. Yes. So, uh, so thanks for listening. Be good. 
go weigh yourself, go measure something, and uh, don't forget that we are an inspiration. Asian, Asian, Asian. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.